and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sleeping. Jason Shear. That's Jason, Shear. Jason. Yeah. Try to stay awake, uh, babe. There's a lot going on. Okay. You don't want to miss anything. <laughs> um, obviously, we uh, told everyone this will be a mega podcast. Mega. Mega. Because we're talking more about Arizona football. Clearly, there was a huge thing that happened today. And also, the Arizona men's basketball game against USC happens on Wednesday. So, these two things are connected, by the way, because we do believe, if you if you haven't heard, we'll start with uh, Arizona football has a new men's head, wait, men's head coach, a new head coach, Brent Brennan, from San Jose, was officially signed, hired, signed, sealed, delivered today. And we do believe... He will be trotted out at the Arizona basketball game for everyone to cheer very loudly for him. So that'll be kind of cool. So we, in the podcast yesterday or the previous podcast, we went over the process um, and pretty much told you guys it would be Brennan, but we didn't want to go into details. Um, without that without contract signed picture. You never know if Robbins is going to wake up and decide to hire himself. Um this morning, your boy, Mr. Plane Tracker, is my nickname back in the Go AZ Cats, Kevin O'Neill days. Some old school days. Found the plane. Someone sent me actually a link. I didn't have to do it on my own for once. You're so famous now that people are doing the work for you. Uh, thank you to whoever that was. Uh, I don't want to name them just because I don't know um, if they want to be named. But they sent me the, the tale. And, um, I mean, I knew it was... Uh, I knew it was pretty much, we knew it was Brent Brennan last night. You we did. You don't offer a contract without a guy accepting. Um, you don't get to that point. And so Dave Heakey flew out, got the contract signed, and uh, the rest was kind of history. He flew back to Tucson. Uh, with Dave. With Dave. I was there. The band was there. His wife was there. There was a San Jose State staffer there. I'm trying to figure out who it was. <laughs> I don't know yet. Hopefully I'll know tomorrow. It was a staffer, not a coach. Um, it's probably a director of ops or recruiting guy or something like that. A uh, few cool notes just about that. So we have yet to talk to Brent Brennan. His press conference is Wednesday at noon. Um, and then hopefully we can sit down with him later in the week. He's a very busy man. So we're going to kind of take you through that process. He comes to campus. The band's playing. Humberto Lopez is there. If you don't know who Humberto is, he has a lot of money and he helps contracts and money and that stuff. And he had a very large smile on his face. He was thrilled. He was thrilled. Um, Brent Brennan's wife, Courtney, is a graduate from Arizona. Woohoo! From what I understand, she is a diehard basketball fan. She absolutely knew the words to Bear Down. She better. And was singing them. She brought Brent over to the John Putton Salmon statue. Mm -hmm. She touched it on her way into she the little tapped it. She tapped it, which is something that not everyone knows you do. If you're a football, like, he'll do it. Wildcat walk and all that. And... His brother was there, 
uh, Brad, Brennan, who played... Which was not planned. Well, yeah, so it's kind of funny. Without going into too many details, for work, he would happen to be in Tucson when he got a call from his brother that he was becoming the next Arizona head coach. So now he gets to be in Tucson and watch all of this play out. He was wearing all Arizona gear, and he was absolutely psyched walking in with his brother. And this is the brother that played football at Arizona? Yes, so very cool. Um, you know, look, you, 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 every coach fakes it, right? But <laughs> as uh, we saw today, I think that Washington, uh, <laughs> I think that it was very genuine what I saw him walking in, uh, huge smile. Courtney, supposedly I've, I've been told a lot of people are reaching out today, um, and telling me how great Brent Brennan is. He is very well known on campus by alumni um, there are people that are still around program, uh, the football program, the basketball program, the athletic department that went to school with Brent Brennan. As good as Jed Fish did here, it almost feels like Brent should have been the hire the first time. That's what my dad said. He's like, why didn't we because hire him three years ago? we wouldn't be going through this again. Um, like, I've heard that his camp, his, him and his wife were, especially his wife, were very emotional when they got turned down. The first, like they wanted this job. This was very important to Courtney, especially. So they are legitimately happy. And I got a bunch of texts from people that know him. Um, you know, I'll I'll read one of them because I'm not going to name names, so I think I can get away with it. Right, the one I sent you mm-hmm. earlier. Um, wife is cool. Uh, I got close to him when I was there. Does everything the right way. Everyone on staff loves him. Every player he's ever coached loves him. Everyone he's ever worked with in the athletic department loved him. Normal dude, no ego at all. In terms of personality, literally take the opposite of Jed Fish, and that's what you get with Brent Brennan. So after that, he kisses babies and all that. He goes into the players' meeting. And shout out Wildcat Authority, who asked me how the meeting was going before the meeting even started. I was getting texts and DMs, sure, how was the meeting, to the point where I joked that I was in the vent, just give me a couple minutes. Uh, I love the enthusiasm. So there are multiple parents of players that I am close to and that I talk to quite a bit. And I get my first text from one parent of a, I don't want to say prominent player, that might give it away, but a, a player that plays, not just a random dude. How about that? And the text said, um, Blank said, uh, Dad, I didn't think I would say this. Brennan is a great guy. He truly cares. Um, he sounds like he was, would literally adopt us all. <laughs> That's what one player said. Another one said, uh, my, my son texted me and said, I'm not going anywhere after this one. Uh, I talked to a early enrollee. They said he seemed very honest, very cool. I talked to another early enrollee who basically had told me that things were very murky and was said he said all the right things and he was impressive. It's just a matter of now getting to know him. In terms of getting to know him, Brennan at the meeting said, it's very busy today. It's crazy. My goal is to sit down with you guys in the next 48 hours and meet with every single one of you. Yeah, that's um, pretty impressive. It's pretty You know impressive. what that's called? I just want to throw that it's out there. Leadership. That's called leadership. Shocking. Not a lot of guys will do that. Sometimes they'll do position. Sometimes the coach will come in and be like, I'm going to meet with Noah. I'm going to meet with T-Mac. I'm going to meet with five other guys. Priority. Whatever happens to you guys, whatever. 
Um, as you guys saw, Jenna Fink, local newscaster, had the video of the golf cart with Dave Hickey, Erica Barnes, Noah Fafita, and Courtney. Courtney. Uh, and they, were, <laughs> they were in the back. Uh, I know someone that was at all the shenanigans tonight and all that. And they got there at 3.30, and they texted me that they were home, and that was about at 9 o'clock. Um, and it was someone that is close to the players as well. So this has been a long night for these guys, but no, Brent Brennan is very aware of who to talk to and when to talk to him, and already building the relationships with the players that he should be building with. Now, as of I've warned, I am not saying these guys will stay. Let's get that out of the way. They can be impressed. Dennis Dodd, who I respect highly, had a report that Noah and T-Mac are staying. I'm not ready to say that. They had their podcast that recorded before it was the bread and hire. They said, let it sit out. Um, I can tell you right now, like people forget, like I, I had a dad reach out to me and said that his kid is getting multiple calls from schools. Um, not a major contributor, right? It is sharks in the water. I would say that any player that was decently rated out of high school, whether they have played a snap or not, has gotten a call from another school in the last 24 to 48 hours. Brent Brennan's job is to calm the waters for now. I think he did a very good job of that today, but that doesn't mean that we're going to wake up tomorrow and a kid's going to enter the portal and we're going to be like, oh, crap. I think the key to this whole process, and again, I want to be clear, no matter what these kids decide to do, don't blame the kids. No. They were put in this position by Jed. I don't want to even talk about Jed very much, but this isn't on them. Whatever they decide to do, like Ephesians Prysock entered the portal today. I'll never say anything bad about Ephesians Prysock. Great kid. Wherever he goes, wish him the best of luck. Um, no matter who on the team decides to transfer, same thing. So I don't want to put too much pressure on someone, but it does sound like if Noah Fafita stays, the majority of this team will stay. If Noah Fafita goes, it could get a little ugly. Yeah. Okay? I'm just going to put it out there. But again... If Noah chooses to leave, it's probably for a good reason. And if he chooses to stay, it's probably for a good reason. But know that Brennan and the collective and all that are very well aware of the importance of these guys. And I've already started to work. The collective was working before it was Brennan. Yeah, they started working 48 hours ago. But that was not a coincidence that Noah Fafita was put on a golf cart with Courtney who everyone loves, supposedly. Mm -hmm. um, that is not a coincidence. It's that mom power. So, um, you know, that that's pretty much what happened today in terms of, of Brennan. Uh, I know everyone wants to know the assistance. I'm going to be very clear. I have no idea. It's been a little bit quiet. I will dig into that on Wednesday. Um, like, even Jed, like, we didn't know what assistance were coming with Jed until 24 hours later or whatever it was. Um I, I, I don't know. Will there be assistance at the press conference? I'm not sure. Uh, I could see there absolutely. I, my guess is there's going to be an ops or a personnel guy or something like that. We'll see. It also depends on, you know, there, there could be, we don't know. Like there could be, um, does Brent Brennan want to bring in John Richardson, who has yet to be introduced at Washington? Brennan Carroll has yet to be introduced at Washington, which is very interesting. Hmm. And who's the other one? Kevin Cummings has 
yeah, yet to be. Not the full splashy right. like so, Twitter intro. I don't. I don't think Carol has any chance of coming back to staff. Uh, I'm assuming that Brent Brennan and Cummings will have conversations because they're cl- like, if you look at Cummings' likes on Twitter, he has liked multiple things as of now about Brent Brennan. Like he has a lot of respect for Brent Brennan. The biggest issue I think with that is going to be title and responsibility and probably money. Washington last year, Shelby, paid their wide receiver coach about eight hundred grand. Yep. Uh, Jed Fish was given $8 million for his staff, and today at his press conference said there really is an assistant that we can't afford. Um, so if it comes down to money, and I don't know if it, is, if it will, uh, if it comes down to money, it's, it's not looking good for Arizona, probably. Uh, if it comes down to role, maybe Arizona... King Leon Cummings. Uh, is Cummings the make or break for Noah Fafita and T-Mac and those guys? I do not think so. Would it help? Of course it would help. Um, in terms of defensive staff, uh, I believe, based off what I've heard, that Dwayne Aquina will be joining the staff in some capacity. I do not think it is defensive coordinator. I don't know, though. It could be. That's not uh, usually his MO. Um, I'm not sure he wants that whole responsibility. If he is defensive coordinator, it's probably going to be a co of some sort. Keep in mind that San Jose State's current defensive coordinator, Derek Odom, has a very good reputation. I've heard from a few high school coaches tonight that have said they are very impressed with Odom. He's an aggressive defensive coordinator. He will blitz different looks. Oh, love it. Things like that, which we'll get into if he's the guy. My guess is he interviews for the San Jose State job. Um that's another thing that I think is going to impact San Jose State, the state system in California. As we know, my sister is a teacher there. Uh, it's a shit show. <laughs> they have a law, a rule, whatever you want to call it, that you have to wait 14 days right now to make a hire. The athletic department at San Jose State is likely going to go to the state system and say there's no way in hell we can wait 14 days to hire a football coach. Supposedly at the meeting today between the San Jose State AD, who I've heard is awesome, and the team, he said, give me a week and I'll have you a hire. We're confident we can have it in a week. I would assume multiple uh, San Jose State assistants interview. Alonzo Carter, the running backs coach. I wouldn't expect Arizona to hire a running backs coach until they know the status of Alonzo Carter because if Alonzo Carter is not going to get the head coaching job, he's coming to Arizona. Um, same with Derek Odom, you know, if he doesn't get the San Jose State coaching job, maybe you find a way. So it's important to get a staff, but at the same time, you know, Brennan is a loyal guy. A lot of these guys have been with him on staff before. Um, and so, you know, if you got to wait a few days, you say, look, just give me a week. Remember, like the transfer portal still has 30 days. Right. And you only have to enter. So, um, in that regard, you know, I've, I've heard the Johnny Nansen stuff. I believe he had an offer or has an offer. I would still be surprised at the end of the day if he took it. Number one, Texas is paying him a nice salary, obviously. Number two, he's still the guy that did, that got passed over for the guy they hired. Uh, yeah, that's like a really <laughs> tough thing to swallow. Yeah, like, hey, come work. And, and part of it also is when you or a new coach, and you know that a lot of players wanted another guy. It's hard. And you bring that guy in, you're kind of challenging the dynamics of your team and hoping that you're a good enough head coach to not split this team up. 
And you better, and Johnny Nansen and Brett Brennan do not have a relationship. So there has to be a very quick trust. I, I would be surprised, and I don't think this is Brennan's choice. I think it's going to be more of a mutual thing. I would be surprised if Nansen comes. I'm not saying it's impossible, but my guess is you'll see someone else. But, I mean, the staff is obviously important. There's guys on that staff I, I like quite a bit, but there's also some decisions that are probably going to have to be made. If Odom doesn't go and stay at San Jose State, do you bring him in as the corners coach? But they have Chip Viney as the corners coach too, who's awesome. Uh, their O-line coach, I've heard nice things, is Josh Augusby. Do you keep him? Defensive line coach is, uh, he's coached for ASU in 2016. Mm. Uh, it didn't go very well on both parties. Does Brandon make a change there? I, I do think he'll bring in some new blood at Arizona. Uh, Kevin McGiven is another one that I think has a very good chance to come to Arizona. Um, so I do think there'll be some new blood, but I would expect a lot of his current staff uh, to be to come. It depends, again, on the San Jose State head coaching job. So that's where everything stands in terms of staff and all that. He'll be introduced. Portal movement could be at any time. But again, like I think it'll be minimal until Noah, Fafita, and T-Mac and the Polynesians really make their <laughs> The Polynesian their decision. faction. Uh, I do know that I talked to kids that were basically, I'm one foot out the door. And now they're more of, okay, I'm going to give this guy a chance and let's see what happens. And I listened to him. He said, give me some time and I'm going to give him some time. Which is amazing. Like how the turntables have turned. It's like been exhausting. For everyone, uh, um, especially sure. Jason, I don't think you've slept in like two days. I'll throw so. some heat out there too. Ooh, Should I, I throw, love heat. Let's do it. Heat? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hopefully Shelby doesn't drop too many F-bombs. Uh, I can confirm that there is a Arizona commit slash early enrollee that has heard quite a bit from Jed Fish already. And Brent Brennan found out. And it's kind of... Uh, oh, no, I think you should stay. And Jed's saying, I think you should come with me. And it's going to get very interesting here over the next 72 hours, probably. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. Technically, his first recruiting battle, in a way. Interesting. But, yeah, in terms of the actual hire of Brent Brennan, um, I like it. And I and, and look, I, I wasn't necessarily he wasn't necessarily my top guy. I'm a little weird. I like young, thirty year old coordinators. That's where I always want to look. Like whenever someone asks me, but you know, I, I I think he won me over today, and I think he's going to knock it out of the park tomorrow. But the whole caring about Arizona, um, I think Rich Rod liked Arizona. I don't know if he loved Arizona. Kevin Sumlin didn't give a shit about Arizona, and Jed Fish never really fell in love with Arizona. Jeff is a sociopath. Um, okay. Uh, Brent Brennan very clearly loves Tucson, Arizona, and the university. Very, very genuinely, clearly loves it. I had someone text me and go, Sheer, as long as he's successful, I seriously think there's a good chance he, he he's just going to retire in Tucson. Well, he was at San Jose for 13 years. Well, he's went he went back and forth. He went so, back yeah. and forth, but total time. And, I mean, I'm not... Look... I'm still bruised. I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of people are still bruised. However, what everyone saw today was pretty awesome and refreshing. And, you know, let's see how certain pieces, chess pieces move around in the next week. 
And then, I mean, really the proof is in the pudding. It's going to be work. And I hope that everyone's willing to give grace. I mean, year one is never, very rarely, I'll say never, not say never, but very rarely is like easy and or, um, you know, pretty. A lot of times year one's brutal. I don't necessarily expect that. My dad asked me today, he just said, is this a, sol a good hire? And I said, yeah, he's solid. And that was before he even showed up and, you know, saying bear down and all that fun stuff. And he said, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to buy season tickets. So when those come available, let me know. So, I mean, it definitely um, was a little bit of a healing balm today. Just seeing uh, the enthusiasm, like Dave's smile in that picture. And I think somebody like zoomed in on the contract, like from the picture. I feel like that page was purposely like exposed, like like literally showing a piece of his contract. That's kind of interesting. But um, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised by by Dave's um, pretty quick turnaround. And uh, it, it helps that he'd already vetted Brennan three years ago. So it kind of made things probably a little easier for him as far as not having to do the whole national search thing and spend money with the search company and all that fun stuff. So yeah, um, we'll see, but it's promising. It's exciting. And I like that he has so many ties to Tucson. Uh, the only thing that's, I mean, just personally, I'm just being a little meh. And after this year, it doesn't matter, but didn't he go to UCLA? Yeah, but I don't think it's a big thing to worry about. It was like about. a long time ago, I clearly. Um, it would be very Arizona, but I don't. He's from California originally. Yeah, but so. at the end of the day, you do what your wife says. And that is true. That, I actually gave credit to the UWAD today because his first thing was, we didn't even offer Jed the job. We offered Amber, Amber the job. And everyone laughed. It's not a joke. Like, Brielle was asking me earlier, like, why is the wife so important? And I said, oh, Brielle. Oh, Brielle. I go, you... You One like, day, honey. Like when Rich Rod interviewed for South Carolina with Ray Tanner, the AD, he said something and Rita didn't like it. And they left. Rita said, I, we're not taking that job. Um, and Rich Rod goes, you got it, honey. Yep. And if Courtney said, we're not taking Arizona, you don't take it. If Amber said, Jed, we're not going to Washington, Jed would not have gone to Washington. If you don't win the wife. You're not going to have a happy life. Damn. Boom, done. Well, everybody knows that, you know, Lou Dolson was going to leave. And he went home. I guess he'd interviewed wherever he went. Someone, you know, Greg Hansen, if you're listening, I'm sure you know the answer to this. Sorry. But he was he was literally, like, going to leave. And he came home, and Bobby was like, nope. And that's pretty much why Lou stayed. So a lot of the things that Bobby did were amazing. But the, the coach's wife is important, too. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things like the first lady of, you know, Arizona football. Um, but there's a lot of things that the first lady does for the program that's, like, not credited and just showing up, being supportive, but a lot of the stuff that they do for the players throughout the year. So it's it's exciting. And, I mean, we've heard that, I mean, Jason said that Chelsea is a huge Arizona basketball fan Courtney. to the point. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't always say Chelsea. Ah, Courtney um, is a huge basketball fan. And... To the point of like where it sounds like she's like me, like just potentially like like a fan, like a crazy out of control fan. So she might have to uh, rein it in a little bit, which is very very hard to do, especially when people are watching you. 
Um, yeah, so it's exciting. New new change in 2024. I don't think this was on anyone's bingo card necessarily, but I think it's going to work out. And we'll do another presser. Another presser. Another podcast tomorrow night. A late one. Cause of the yeah, because of the basketball game. game. And we'll review the Brennan... Uh, Presser. Presser. And then we have a UCLA preview on Friday. And I may never sleep again, Shelby. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. Um, well, speaking of the basketball, we're going to pivot to basketball here. Um, USC coming to town, LA schools. We don't have questions. Uh, no. We're just freestyling. Yeah. So we asked the same questions. What type of, of team... Is USC. I'm just going to... You don't remember the questions. I have a, a, a photographic memory. Um, it's called idactic. Yeah, whatever. Photographita. Uh, anyway, so... I don't know if you noticed this, Shelby, but the spread came out. Yeah. And it... Uh, now, the spread on Ken Palm is... The spread's 17 damn points. That's a lot. Mucho. Uh, Isaiah Collier, as we know, is out. I have heard through the USC grapevine that Boogie Ellis is probably going to try to warm up, but he is doubtful. If you do not have Isaiah Collier and Boogie Ellis, uh, their lineup would basically be Kobe Johnson at the point, Bronny James, DJ Robin, Harrison Hornery, and Big Vincent, or Joshua Morgan, and that is a terrible lineup. Uh, that lineup cannot score. So uh, I can tell you that I can use the, uh, look, they're 73 in Ken Palm. They're 69th on offense. They're 83rd on defense. Their defense is pretty solid. Uh, they play a little faster than they normally do. They shoot pretty well. They don't do anything really good. Um, they're not, they shoot the three ball. At a pretty good percentage. They're average in their attempts. They're actually a better passing team than they've been. Their three-point defense is awful. Their two-point defense is average. Their two-point themselves is average. Um, you know, they're they're very big. But when you're taking Isaiah Collier off their team, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, he's very, he makes that team go. And then when you add Boogie Ellis... There's just no points available. Like, you're, you're basically going to have to ask for guys to go off. And even with Boogie, what happens is he becomes the focal point of the opposing defense, and that makes it very difficult. Um, let me just ask myself the questions. No. Do you remember? Um, what do you usually ask me? So, a uh, frequent question is, what matchup intrigues you the most? Uh... Yeah, that's a good. I question. mean, does it is that a good question, and or is it even I mean, a functional question when two people are off? Let's just assume, not I mean, if we're game? assuming that Boogie and Collier are out in my breakdown, I'll probably write Boogie in. Um, but even then, I think really the matchup is going to wind up being Pell on Kobe Johnson. Um, but again, like it's tough because if Kobe's your point guard, Bronny James, I mean, it, are you putting Kylan Boswell on Kobe? Are you, you know, Kobe's six, so Kobe's a big dude, but he doesn't score a lot. It's 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 tough. It's really weird. Like it's a weird thing. Like is my is my matchup of the game freaking Keyshawn Johnson versus Harrison Hornery? Like what? Um, Bronny James versus ESPN is probably. Oh yeah, 
The, tell everybody hilarious. who the lineup Jay is. Jay Billis, Dave Pash, and Myron Madcap. We get Woo. a sideline guy all because of Brawny, not because this is some huge game. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. The, the the real matchup is is whoever, Kobe Johnson versus whoever. Okay. I mean, because if, if you're not having Collier and Boogie Ellis, uh, then Kobe Johnson versus whoever is your matchup because Kobe's going to need to play really well in, in order uh, for them to win. When you go back to the... Um, to the Colorado game, which is the last game they played, the, the 13th. Um, and you take a look at who played, uh, you know, it, same lineup without those guys. They only lost to Colorado by 10. But DJ Rodman had 10, Kobe had 10, Vince had 10, and Isaiah Sellers had 18. Isaiah Sellers is not an 18-point score, right? Like, Bronny didn't score. Harrison Hornery didn't score. Um, Isaiah Sellers isn't some, like, you know... He's only taken 44 shots all season. He's made 50%. He's shooting pretty good from three. Um, but he's not some dude where you're like, you know, oh, oh shit, it's Isaiah Sellers. Like, you should be able to to guard him. Um, yeah, he may get some more minutes. But, like, on the season, for instance, Shelby, he's averaging five points a game. Uh, and so, you know, he had the 18-point game against Colorado. He hadn't scored 18 points combined in the one, two, three, four, five, six games before that. And the uh, 13 points against Auburn, and, I mean, he's had multiple games this season where he's played like 10 minutes and gone scoreless. So he was kind of just on against Colorado. Um, he's a good player, but it's like those that the only way USC is in this game is A, if Boogie plays, and B, if a guy like Isaiah Sellers goes off or Kobe goes off or something like that. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be ugly. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say is uh... – as, as USC have a path to victory, but I feel like that's a moot, or as Joey Tribbiani would say, a moot point at this point with uh, their two best players out. Yeah, I mean, even if Boogie plays, their their path to victory is that Arizona is just not good and someone goes off. But which is possible. We don't know which version not, of Arizona. Not is at McHale. It's yeah, not. That's true. If it was on the especially road, with the new football coach, and I don't think that matters Dave. for these guys, but. Oh, Dave. Dave's going to really... Every, the they're going to play up for Dave. Yeah. It's just in, in, in Arizona coming off a loss. And I, I just... I mean, let's just go right into score predictions. Like, I, I think Arizona's going to win 86 to 70. I'll let them wow, score 70. I feel like that's 70 might be high I think for you, you know what? 70 is... Let's go 86 <laughs> uh, 68. 86 to 68. I think, like, if things go horribly wrong and it is in front of Miguel... The ideal situation is if Caleb Love dunks on Bronny James and like he gets that moment forever, especially on ESPN in front of Jay Billis. That would be so good. Um, I think it will be 90 to 67. I thought you were going to go to 69. You usually like to go 69. I have never that sounded really bad. picked that number, Jason Shear. That did not sound good. Um, it's just a number. Right? I'm so tired. You are very tired. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's basically our basketball preview. Sorry that it was not as thorough as usual, but we're kind of in like weird circumstances. Uh, I'll still have the breakdown. I'm going to write that tonight. So Yeah, we're going to watch the Traders show that <sighs> I'm, I'm very uh, into right now. And also, just really quick, uh, your mother has been listening to the podcast recently, in particular the last 48 hours. So, shout out to Mama Shear. Mama Shear's been on a rampage. Mama Shear has been 
Furiosa at Jetfish. I love it. Jetfish is not invited over for Hanukkah dinner this year. No, 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 not at all. And then I have a couple of um, co-workers at Town of Marana that are longtime listeners. So shout out to you, John, and to you, Will. Thank you. Uh, we don't see each other often, but it's always, always nice to bump into you. met a bunch of people. I'm bad with names. You are bad with but names. But I met uh, three, four people today. Uh, Glenn. You I got believe. one. I think Kevin is the other one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. The, I don't think the other one told me his name. Uh, but thank you very much. And it also embarrasses my daughter when people come I know. Up. Brielle came home and she's like, ugh, we are recognized today. I was like, well, that's you live in Tucson, honey. That's just going to happen. So... Um, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, obviously things are looking up a little brighter than two days ago. It's going to be a bright, 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 bright sunshiny day. Oh, by the way, we should point something out real quick. Yeah. Uh, Shelby canceled my dentist. Oh yeah. Jason had a dentist at 9am today. He needs a crown guys. And like, <laughs> I'm, he kept, I'm basically missing a tooth right he now. Kept being all of, like, Oh my gosh, what if news breaks? And I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. And last night at like nine o'clock, he's like, you got to cancel that appointment because of Brennan, like something's going to happen. I know the contract's getting signed. So I, I canceled it, you know, and usually dentist office makes you do 24 hours. So like I had to like, you know, sob story. Right Jason's now. very sick right Hopefully now. Hopefully they're not listening. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we won't say his name on at literally 9.02. <laughs> Doctor appointment was at 9. 9.02. I get a text and uh, I think Feldman broke it also. Uh, the contract signed. Yeah. So good thing that you weren't in that dentist Tomorrow chair. I have a doctor at 9 a.m. So all bets are off. Who knows uh, the bad thing that. is, is you do still need uh, that crown and we can't keep canceling this appointment. So needs teeth. we're going to um, take care of you. Thanks, honey. And hopefully everyone's taking care of themselves. And hopefully all of the Wildcat Familia. I wish I'm going to like try that out because someone said I should try that out. I don't know. Familia? Yeah, Familia. I talked about it yesterday. Mm. You don't like it? Not really. Whatever. Okay, get day. Siéntate. I'm so good at Spanish. You are amazing at Spanish. I have um, very. I learned Spanish in in high school. I still remember. Just like everyone, and then my you favorite, forget it. My favorite Spanish word is cacahuates. Tell them the little phrase that you always say. Oh, I can't say that. It's dirty <laughs> as hell. <laughs> well, if you ever see Jason in public, ask him his favorite phrase mis to say. Pantalones en fuego. Pantalones en fuego. Para tú. Um, if you speak Spanish, I apologize. It's sí. really, really bad. Yes. Mi, anyway. Mi aparojio. It's mi, lo siento, Jason. Lo siento. <laughs> Porque. Uh, <laughs> yo soy, yo, yo you say soy yo soy fiesta. idiota. Yo soy fiesta. You call me an idiot in no, Spanish? No, I didn't say that. Lo anyway. siento. Porque el divorcio. Until the next time, uh, bear down. Shelby, has singing Bear Down ever made you cry? Um, I've, I get a little emotional. Like at the ASU game, that in particular, that was kind of fun to do with the band. When you were giving birth and I said, just bear down, you were crying a little bit. I was so drugged up, I couldn't even tell you what the words were. That's also the last time you cried. So you're always drugged up during Bear Down, baby. <laughs> That's true.